This is Julie Johnson uh, with Chihaw Baptist Church. This is our first podcast with uh, the continuation of our Beth Moore study on uh, living free. It's Julieized. Uh, it very much has my opinions and thoughts in it as well. So our basis is the Beth Moore study. But um, we will chase a few rabbits here and there. I always do. Also, this will not be like our studies at the church. I will probably do this in two parts because uh, these podcasts cannot be that long. It is very hard to do this and not have an audience to help direct it, to help know which way to go with it, you know, longer or shorter. So it's, we're definitely going to split this in two. We are in, uh, as I said, if you want the book, it's Living Free by Beth Moore. We are in week four, day two, halfway through day two. We were to the part about idolatry, and we were discussing the obstacles on our road to freedom. We've already had a lot of lessons on unbelief, which is um, not trusting God with our day-to-day lives. Maybe we only trust Him for our salvation. Some of you out there may not even trust Him for your salvation, which has got to come first. Uh, Pride. Uh, Pride is a deadly evil. It is the most deadly evil. It is the root of pretty much at any sin that we that we partake in. It is uh, the root of even the original sin. So pride is a deadly enemy, and we did a lot of studying on it in the last few weeks. Um, At number three on our road to obstacles, what we're talking about today: settling for satisfaction with any thing else but God, the one true God of the Bible. This is called idolatry. So we don't we tend to, you know, bow up at that word and we do not think that is what this is. But basically that's all an idol is is something that you put before God. It doesn't have to be a statue like we think of it. It doesn't have to be um any of these other religions it can be things as simple as um, you can get obsessive about your job your family like your children or your spouse your power some people are all into the power thing you can even get obsessive about church to the point that you're worshiping church and not God Um, I I did an example for Children's Church one time when we were discussing that we worship the God of the Bible. We don't worship the Bible, per se. We worship the God of the Bible. And therefore, the Bible is God's Word to us. What good would it do us to put the Bible in the middle of the room and jump around it and holler and um, pray to it and ignore the God of the Bible. And this is what is a good picture of idolatry is anything that you put before God. The Bible tells us about God. It tells us the traits of God. A a lot of people put their hobbies first 
without realizing it. Uh, music, um, games, reading, motorcycles, cars, you know, whatever you enjoy doing so much that you will stay out of church a lot to do it, or you'll stay away from studying your Bible and praying, which is talking to God to do it. Any of those can become idols. Holiness can become an idol. um, Holiness can become an idol like the monks of old. A lot of times used to go around and they would repeat certain things and it was like vain repetitions. But their holiness became more important in a lot of ways in their practices than their God. And so we have to be careful that we're worshiping God and we're not making Him into something that He is not because He does not wish for us to do that. Now, in um, Isaiah 43.10, gives us a good example of God and what God expects from us. We are His witnesses. Listen to this. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am He. Before he was there was no God born, neither shall there be after me. So, God was first, God always was, God always is, and there is one and only God, God of the Bible. He is God and there is no other God. So, none of this other stuff is anything but stuff. It's it's important. Our family is important. Everything is important. You know, it's important to have interest, but it's not right, holy, or what God wants of us for us to put anything before Him. That That is, well, that's breaking the Ten Commandments. Um, the Ten Commandments, He says, to have no other gods before Him. All right, now... It's a mystery when you really think about what all God does for us, why on earth we would even want another God. But we tend to want this rub the magic lamp, give me all my wishes kind of God. And God knows what's best for us. And sometimes what we want, sometimes what we're wishing for is not what we need. God supplies our needs and sometimes our wants, but sometimes what we're wanting or desiring is not what we need. And God knows what's best for us, his children, and we should trust and listen is basically the main focus of putting God first. Uh, remember that unbelief. We have to trust Him with our day-to-day lives. So if we believe, we should be able to take the answer no when we're praying for something and God tells us no. Now, um, sometimes He says yes, sometimes He says wait, and sometimes He does say no. Now, there are some traits of God that we should also notice and get out of this passage. One thing that um, he he is transcendent. Now, what does that mean? Um, 
Well, according to the dictionary, this means exceptional. He's not subject to the limitations of the material universe. He is beyond and above the range of normal and the normal physical human experience. He's unequaled. He's supernatural. He's superior. He's all of these things. And then we want to replace that with a Disneyized genie version of, of God so that we can get things. You, you think about it, it's not really worth it. Um, he's omniscient, which is all-knowing. He's wise, and he knows what is best for his children whom he loves. Uh, he is omnipresent, which means he is present everywhere, um, all at the same time. He's with you. He's with Sadie when she's happy. He's with Tara when she's crying. He's with Julie when she's bored or on top of the mountain. He's with us when we're studying. He's with us when we're trying to ignore him. He's all present all the time. This COVID thing that's going on, this virus, this didn't surprise God. This isn't new to Him. It is scary to us because we're human, but you know, fear doesn't come from God. He is still here. He is present everywhere. Well, where is He with those that are dying? He's present there too. He sees beyond just our human life. There is more to us than this mortal shell. Um, so he is omnipresent. He is also omnipotent. He has unlimited power. He is able to do anything. Well, why doesn't he stop COVID? Why doesn't he stop this? Some people would say. Well, I don't know the answer to that. But I know and I trust that God knows what is best for this world. And I know and I trust that things are setting up for the things that are told and spoken of in Revelation to come to pass. So I know that this virus is another thing. Just like breathing keeps us alive, this virus is another thing. It's another coming. It's scary. Um, I'm out of work right now myself. Uh, you could say I'm kind of laid off because I'm in uh, I'm a four-year-old teacher in child care. So, therefore, there's no need for that when their parents are not at work. Um, so, I, I get it. You know, no income. That's, that's scary. But we should trust God with our day-to-day lives. And we're having to do this right now. Those of us that are true believers, that truly believe in the God of the Bible, are having to do this. And sometimes, where your faith meets the road is when things are hard, or things are not easy. Remember, fear doesn't come from God. Um, That old song, Trust and Obey, for there is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Now, there are some things that we have to do before we really get down to worshiping the true God. We know that He has these characteristics that we just discussed. 
and we know that the goal is for satisfaction. Now we know that we are humans. We are never totally satisfied with anything. Well, just because we are human, there are times that we are not so satisfied with God like we should be. But God didn't move. God didn't change. We did. Um, it's our unbelief. It's our pride. It's our fear. Fear doesn't come from God, so where does it come from? Mm-hmm. Where does where does most where do most things come from that don't come from God? Uh huh. So think of it like that. Um, if we allow these things to occupy our thoughts, especially during this time, we will not be able to achieve or find that soul satisfaction, which is resting in God, letting Him be our all in all. Um, some of the things we have to realize, like we said, is God is God. God alone can satisfy. You seek Him only. You recognize tear down any strongholds of idolatry that you find. And you need to do some self-searching. You know, last time we were uh, marking things and looking at things, and these were things that we actually had either at one time or were currently struggling with having before God. One of the things, I'm very much a family-oriented person, and being female, being the mama and the, and the oma. I, I struggle with putting my family and their needs ahead of taking time for God. And um, you have to also make time to spend with God. You do have a best friend. You make time to talk to that person, whether it's on the phone or through a letter or at work or if you go visit them or they come visit you, well, you need to take time to talk to God. Have you sat down, been quiet for a while, prayed, and then listened? Listened for His answer. I encourage you today to listen. Also, um, we need to read passages about the goodness of God. They are all through the Bible, and they will reinforce for us how good God is, how powerful God is. And these things reinforce the truth of God and the truth of who He is. Um, for example, Nehemiah 9.6, You alone are the Lord. You made the heavens, even the highest heaven, and all their starry host, the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You give life to everything, and the multitude of heaven worship you. Now we can turn that into a prayer. We need to get used to praying Scripture back to God. Not because He doesn't know the Scripture. I mean, God knows the Scripture. But we, we're supposed to study to show ourselves approved. And by reading this scripture and by making it personal, personalizing it, um, we can say, Father, I acknowledge that you alone are the Lord. You, you are the Lord and you made the heavens and you made 
it's the most high heaven. You made all of the starry host. You made all of the angels, the earth, and everything that's on it. God, you made all that is in the earth, all that is about the earth. You made me. God, you gave life to every living creature, including me. And the multitudes of heaven, all of heaven, worships you. And so do I. God, help me to worship you as I should. Lord, help my unbelief. Lord, help my fear. Because fear is not of you. Lord, provide for those needs in this situation. And there are many people out there. God, I pray that as this lesson goes forth, that it will speak to some hearts. Not through me, through you. And I pray, Lord, that they will learn to pray the scripture back to you. And they will learn to not only listen, but to listen to you, to pray and to listen for your answer, to to find that soul satisfaction that is only in you. I ask this in the Lord Jesus' name, and amen. There are a couple of things. We need to unmask those false gods. We need to only worship the true God of the Bible. He's like Aslan. Do you remember Narnia? If you've never read those books, they're really cool. Um, They're by C.S. Lewis. In them, Aslan is a lion. He says he's not a tame lion. God's not tame. God's God. Remember, you need to confess any unfaithfulness or idolatry that you have. If you're putting something above God and you feel convicted of that, and well, guess who you talk to about it? You talk to God. He can handle your fear. He can handle your unfaithfulness. God made you. You can't lie to Him, so you might as well not lie to yourself. Reach up. Reach out. Bless those around you. And on our second installment of these podcasts, we'll get into a picture of satisfaction. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed week. And may you trust in the one true God and find that wonderful soul-filling satisfaction of trusting Him and relying on Him. Amen. Until next time.